Welcome to the Fourth Branch Program. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Welcome to the Four French Program, the place of common sense. Today is Saturday, August 29th, 2020. My name is Mike Duchamp. That can only mean one thing you are watching the only program which discusses politics, social issues through the prism of common sense. With both the Democrats and the Republican convention behind us, the general election campaigns are in full fledged. With that, there are going to be a lot of lies, deception, odd slanging. I'm here to filter for you what to expect and how to vote. Just a moment. Make sense of the news. Talking points here, sound bites there, chaos, confusion, partisanship, lawmakers with no concern for our constitution, deception, corruption running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Join me every day for our regular program air at 10:30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook. Twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then. Welcome once again to the Fourth French program. There is a presidential election approaching, slated for November. Third, if you just become eligible to vote or you have made the decision to vote for the first time or for whatever reason you have not ever voted, I'm here to tell you that it is extremely important that this time around you do not provide or you do not come up with any excuse not to vote because the future of the country depends on it. For the past few weeks, we have been talking about what happened in 2016. According to records, more than 100 million people eligible to vote in the United States of America did not vote. 
for a country that promotes freedom, democracy. It is actually a sad turn of event that the people in that country would simply forego the idea of exercising the most important aspect of the freedom that they want to have. People from the world over in various sector, regions, people die for the right to vote. And here in America, those who have the ability, those who are eligible to vote for very stupid reason, sometimes because of their ego, they decide not to vote. And we've seen what happened when you don't vote. I'm not here to talk about the election, but it's important to point that out and we will continue the conversation about the election next week. But today, we're here to talk about an extremely important topic that is no less related to the important reason for you to vote this November. If you are an American patriot, you're concerned about the state of affairs in the United States of America. If you are a black in particular, a black individual, or related to, I strongly encourage you to continue listening in. But even more importantly, I strongly encourage you to make plan to vote in this coming election as if your life depends on it because it does. It is one thing to complain about what happened. It's one thing to whine about everything that is not going right for blacks, but it's a whole different story when you do nothing about it. When you see violence, if you say nothing, if you do nothing, you're not any better than those who commit violence or commit a crime. You become complicit. There is no if and but around it. The state of the United States of America, since the beginning of the Trump administration has been a state of chaos, protests on the street become a staple item because it's almost a permanent thing to see protests on the street. I was watching and taking a look at the poll in Wisconsin in particular, in which it is believed that the people of Wisconsin begin to change their mind about voting for Democrats because of the protests on the street. And we are going to address that. The, not the protests on the street rather, but 
the underlying reason behind the protest on the street and what that means, what that translates to for America. Today we're going to talk about the state of blacks in America. We're taking as our backdrop the shooting in the back by police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin of Jake, rather Jacob Blake, who now lie in a hospital bed and according to his doctor would be paralyzed from the waist down. And we're gonna take a look at another individual, Kyle Rittenhouse, who shot three protesters, two of them dead, and how police react to him. Kyle Rittenhouse is white, and Jacob Blake is black. And we're going to, as I promised last time, we're going to expose the reason that the state of racism in the United States is something that has been since the creation of the Republic and why there is a very specific group and today a political party that has determined to keep things the way things were during slavery and pretend they care about changing that. The approach we're going to take is to show you that the reason that today there are protests on the street and the reason that there has been protests for the past decade on the street of America against police brutality is because those who are in a position to change that have chosen not to. And we're going to touch on the interesting dilemma of blacks, especially blacks, black leaders who have touted the idea of progress in race relation in America. And you're going to, you got, you are going to be surprised to see that progress is a state of mind, but there has not been any progress made in America in terms of race relation. Hold your horses, please. I am MD, host of the Fourth Branch Program. War on Blacks is a new topic added to the Fourth Branch Programming in order to discuss the intricacies, the complexities of race relations in America. The goal is trifold. One, to bring attention to the various forms of prejudice, 
discriminations and racism in the country. Two, to expose the undeniable presence of such in every aspect of life and every corner of our society. Three, to extricate us all from the ignorance, the indifference, or the complicity. The ultimate objective is to make the discussions of those issues, racism, prejudice, discrimination, a normal part of our lives. Then, and only then, will we, as a society, be able to eradicate the problem. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Abraham Joshua Shell exclaimed, Racism is man's gravest threat to man, the maximum of hatred for the minimum of reason. Join me in the journey to restore equality. Or, would you please get out of the way? Thank you. There has been protests on the street of America for the past few days due to the fact that police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin shot in the back seven times Jacob Blake. According to preliminary detail, that Jacob Blake refused order from police officer and they shot him seven times. This is so common in America the past few years that some people have become desensitized about it especially white because it doesn't affect them it doesn't impact them although I must admit this time around there are more whites who have become aware of that problem in America and have joined the blacks protesting police brutality. And this is something we talk a great deal about, that whenever a black individual step foot outside his or her door, his or her life 
becomes endangered in America, not because of gang members, not because of criminals, but because of police officers. Jacob Blake is not member of any gang, doesn't, is not associated with any criminal, is a family member, is a family man, as you can see, with four children. In fact, according to the story, he was helping break up a fight between two women when police was called in. And of course, as a black person, his life become automatically in jeopardy. And as such, that's exactly what happened. His kids were in the car when he was shot seven times for no reason whatsoever. And we learned yesterday that when his brother visited him in the hospital, he was handcuffed to the bed. It has become almost an acceptable behavior by police officers in America to shoot, to kill, to torture, to maim blacks because there is no repercussion for them. There is no penalty for them. In fact, after that shooting, the DA stated that the police officer was right, justifying the police officer shooting a black unarmed individual in the back seven times. Now, I want you to keep that part in your mind because this is not a one-time issue. This is not a Wisconsin issue. This is an issue that is plaguing America. We, we just heard the, the DA in Wisconsin say that. In Georgia, the same thing happened when Hamad Aubrey was gunned down by two white men. In Florida, if you remember, in 2012, when Trayvon Martin was gunned down by George Zimmerman, the DA said exactly the same thing. You may recall in Illinois, the DA also exonerated a police officer who shot and killed McQuan McDonald point blank. That is a plague in America that the people who are supposed to prosecute criminals are the very people who are condoning the act of those criminals killing blacks. Interestingly enough, the guy Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old uh, boy who murdered two protesters. He actually shot three of them. Two of them are killed. They show you that he was on the street 
and cops did not even bother to stop him although he was carrying the semi-automatic weapon that you see in his hand now contrast that is a guy that is not hiding the weapon is holding in his hand or is white so police officers have no problem with him in fact the chief of police said the following there was nothing to suggest this individual was involved in any criminal behavior i guess he's white there was nothing to suggest that but the black that doesn't have a weapon in his hand was shot seven times in his back and those are not isolated cases those are common occurrences in america police officers killing blacks because they have nothing to worry about because they're not gonna be disciplined the prosecutors are not gonna prosecute them it's a state of affair in america now here's the kicker when i heard the people of wisconsin having a second thought because well donald trump is the one that's gonna protect that's gonna protect them you know law and order the question that i keep asking myself is this how stupid can anyone be to realize that the reason there are so many protests on the street is because the individual who is in the Oval Office is not doing the job for which he was elected. Since Donald Trump has taken over the Oval Office, there has been protests on the street on a regular basis. Now, anyone with the slight degree of intelligence should be able to figure that out. So keeping that individual in the Oval Office is not going to solve the problem. In fact, it will exacerbate the problem because the, the reason that we have that many protests on the street of America is because the person who is leading America is a totally incompetent individual and he doesn't care. So when you hear that those individuals are making those kind of statements, that makes it all the more troubling that there is there are not that many people who are smart enough in the Republican circle to understand that in order to solve a problem, you have to remove the roots of the problem. and his friend armed with semi-automatic weapon just killed two people injured a third one but to police officers oh that's just fine because you know young black men young uh, uh, white men he has the right to carry weapon The chief of police, there was nothing to suggest this individual 
was involved in any criminal behavior. A civilian with a machine gun carrying as if he's at war, but you know, a white man, there is nothing to suggest is involved in any criminal activity. But for blacks, they do not have to have a weapon in order for police officer to shoot them because, well, they are black. And as I mentioned, those are not things that are happening in one particular sector of the country. It's happening everywhere. In fact, in Texas, just yesterday, a black individual was jogging, was violently pushed against inside a police car because police was looking for a suspect. This state of affair in the United States of America is so common that a lot of people don't simply pay any attention to those things happening to blacks in America. As I mentioned, blacks are more in danger by police officers than gang members and criminals. Jacob Blake is now fighting for his life, not because he was shot by criminal, not because he was shot by gang member, but shot by police officer. So it should be obvious by now, we are living in two different America. An America for blacks, an America for white. In the white America, any white individual is entitled to do anything that he wants or she without any repercussion. Blacks, you breed, your life is in danger in the jeopardy. But I'm not here to simply tell you that. I'm here to show you where the problem originate and to propose the solution that ought to be implemented if we want to put an end to that problem. Because those are not exaggeration and those problems are not in very specific parts of the country. It is a widespread problem in America. There was a time when, in order to appease blacks, most of the time when you see a black gunned down, brutalized by police officer, the word or the expression was, just a few bad apples. That was the way that police officers who kill blacks with impunity 
who harassed them, who tortured them. Just a few bad apples. With technology helping the cause, we learned that it's a whole basket that's rotten. More than five years ago, I published a series of articles, Criminals with Badges, in which I outlined the fact that when it comes to blacks, police officers are worse than criminals. They're not on the street to protect blacks, they're on the street to harass them, to taunt them, to kill them. And those are not exaggerated statements. And we've seen white police officers killing blacks, their partners covering for them, covering the crime that they commit and even frame the blacks after being killed, tortured by police officers. And as I related many, many times than I care to count, the system in America said it that way. You may have heard or read or exposed to either movie, documentary, or someone giving a speech that's including black leaders that tell you there has been a lot of progress made in America in terms of racial disparity. And of course, most blacks buy the idea that there has been a lot of progress. Now, let's think about that for just a moment because in order to understand exactly where we at and what to do to put an end to not police brutality because police brutality is the result of a problem. We keep focusing on those criminals on the street who are carrying out the job of a system that want things to be the way they the, the the way that things are because we keep thinking that those police officers that are killing blacks that are harassing blacks that are taunting blacks yes they are criminal because unless you have a criminal heart and a criminal mind you would not be doing the kind of things you're doing but Keep in mind that those people, those criminals with badges, they are carrying the task of a system that wants things to be the way that things are. And in order to solve that problem, in order to fix that problem, we have to go to the roots of the problem. 
a lot of people miss the figuring out or pointing where the problem is. They're looking at the criminals that are carrying the crime, those criminals with badges that are killing blacks, those criminals with badges that are harassing blacks, but without looking at why the problem is been going on in the United States of America. Because those criminals with badges, they are carrying the task of a system that gives them green light to carry those tasks. So if we keep putting our focus on the cops on the street, then we are trying to put a bandage on the problem. Just like the United States government on war on drugs target the people, individual consumers who are buying small little packet of drug, marijuana, coke, whatever that they buy and putting them in jail and call it war on drugs. As I pointed out many times in this program before, the war was a war on blacks, not war on drugs. Because putting those people under in jail solved no problem. Because the individual that were distributing the drugs simply take the business to someplace else, move the business elsewhere. And they continue to do the same thing that they've been doing for decades. And in the meantime, blacks, Hispanics, were being thrown in jail for consuming a small pack of whatever that they smoke. And they call it war on drugs. And that's the reason also most of those young individuals have their lives altered, destroyed, and labeled criminals. It's a system put in place for that very reason. Racism in America, contrary to what you've been hearing, contrary to what you have believed for so long, there has not been any change in anything related to racism in America. In fact, the very premise of racism, changes in racism in America, is what you're currently reading on the screen. Everything that has changed in America about racism is to make sure nothing is changed. Everything that has changed in America about racism is to make sure nothing is changed. What does that mean? I want you to pay 
extremely close attention because we want you to understand that the criminal with badges, yes, they have their share of responsibility because they joined the forces with in mind to protect the public. Maybe they met by protecting the public, protecting whites and harassing blacks, taunting blacks, killing blacks. Maybe that's what they met. But make no mistakes, most police officers, not some, not a few, most police officers across the nation, when it comes to blacks, they are criminals. They are worse than criminals because blacks do not die as often in the hands of criminals as they die in the hands of police officers. So as far as blacks are concerned, police officers are represent the greatest danger that we face on the street of America. I, for one, do not appreciate the sighting of police officer because seeing a police officer is no relief to any black individual because, as I mentioned, police officers represent a greater danger to blacks than not. So when you hear blacks, black leaders, pretending that police officers are doing a great job protecting the city, it's just politics, just gibberish. Every black that stepped foot on the street of America, his life is in danger in the hands of a police officer. So do not buy this gibberish that police officers are on the street to protect blacks. In fact, we're going to show you that the Republican Party in general, they promote police officers for one reason and one reason alone. Against blacks. You may not be paying attention. I have been. In fact, I wrote extensively about that. Most people are trying to dance around the issue, pretending that's not the case. But in reality, if you pay attention to any Republican elected official, starting with the President of the United States, when they talk about law enforcement, they always see blacks as the target for law enforcement. And if you're paying attention, you cannot but, you cannot miss it. And I'm going to show that to you to a large extent so that you can see where the problem is because in order to fix that problem that has plagued black community in the country, you have to put that on the table so that everybody can see that indeed the police officers are criminals towards blacks and the system is set in a way against blacks. Not because Every time that I hear, even including black leaders, talking as if, you know, it's just a few bad apples. It's not a few bad apples. 
go anywhere in the United States of America, anywhere, any community, anywhere at all. Close your eyes, pick any place in the United States of America and show me where blacks feel safe with police officers around. Because if I pick a place for you, you would think it's because, you know, I'm biased. Close your eyes, take a map, point your fingers anywhere on the map. And when you finish picking that spot in your map, go on the internet and search for that place and see how blacks are treated in that area by police officer, by law enforcement. The problem is not a fiction. The problem is real in America that police officers, when it comes to blacks, are criminals. They are more of a danger to blacks than criminals, than gang members. Jacob Blake did not have any problem with gang members. Jacob Blake did not have any problem with criminals. But he's in a hospital bed fighting for his life. George Floyd wouldn't have been alive if it were for, for criminals or gang members. But he's dead. Police officers, Breonna Teller, in her bed, sleeping in her house is dead because a police officer came to her house and killed her. And that police officer, by the way, is still in the, not arrested. Michael Brown is dead, killed by a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. And the list goes on and on and on. Yes, this is not a joke. This is not an exaggeration. When it comes to blacks, police officers are criminals. There is no other way of explaining it because blacks on the street, their lives are more in danger with police officers around than with gang members, than with criminals. Why is that? And this is not something new. It's something that has plagued America for a very long time. I just read to you that racism in America, the change that we, well, everybody has been talking about in terms of change in race relation. Some blacks point out to the fact that, you know, there is no more slavery other consider that blacks now are able to get a job with whites around are able to go to, to the same restaurant as white so they consider all that progress as i always relate in my writing progress is very relative we're talking about the moment in time you're looking at those issues that I just point out and you're looking at them in 
country in comparison to today, you call it progress. Blacks are still discriminated against at a very high rate. Blacks unemployment as, are twice as much as whites. Blacks are twice as likely to be killed by... Blacks are four times as likely to be killed by police officers than white. Blacks are ten times as likely to be harassed and antagonized by police officers on the street. And as you can, you most likely by now should know, Blacks are, are 10 times as vulnerable to coronavirus as the white counterpart. The list of issues that plague the black community are endless. But let me show you how much things have changed and how little things have changed. In 1960, Emmett Till was accused by a white woman. Catherine, is it? Carolyn Bryan. He was just 15 years old, 14, 15. He was kidnapped by Carolyn Bryant's husband and his brother, tortured. His eyes were gouged out of his socket, beaten to death and thrown into a river. By the time they found him, his body was decomposed. 1960. At the bottom, you see that a group of white, young white boys, as you can see with the sign, we hate niggers protesting against blacks. 2020, Amy Cooper, a white woman, wrongly, just like Carolyn Bryant in 1960, wrongfully accused a black man. Fortunately for him, he did not die. Chris Cooper, no relation. Fortunately, there was a video that clearly showed that Amy Cooper is a blatant racist white woman who feel that she has the privilege that no black should be talking to her about what not to do although she was in the wrong. What has changed? 1960, 2020. And if you talk to anyone, they say, there has been a lot of progress made in America in terms of race relation. 1960, a white woman wrongfully accused a black teenager and his life was taken away from him. In 2020, a white woman accused a black man falsely and fortunately in this particular instance 
the black men did not die. The bottom screen. Protests on the street because blacks were demanding justice, equality. And you have a bunch of white, racist, young teenagers doing exactly what they've seen their parents doing, expressing their sentiment. That was 1916. 2020, what do you see? Blacks on the street protesting police brutality, and you see white also on the street, even more dangerous than those white in the 1960s who were just hurling insult at blacks. In 1960, they were hurling insult at black. In 2020, they are shooting the black protesters who protest against police brutality. And I ask you the question, what has changed? Because sometimes, I don't know if it's me not understanding the change that everybody is talking about, but every time I look around, I see things being worse than things getting better. Black men accused by white women, 1960s, nothing has changed in 2020. White racists on the street challenging blacks, demanding equality and protesting against police brutality, 1960s. 2020, what has changed? And of course, for the people that want to show that either they're doing something, especially black leaders, you know, that they have to, to talk about something that they're doing that's changing things. And whites actually love the idea that blacks buy it. That there is progress. Would you call that progress? And if you do, what is exactly your definition of progress? Because in my book, I don't see the progress that everybody has been talking about. In fact, it reinforced exactly what I said earlier. that racism in America, everything that has changed 
in America about racism is to make sure nothing is changed. We'll continue in just a moment. afternoon, millions of Americans will apply for unemployment, and with their savings run out, many are giving up hope. Millions worry that a loved one won't survive COVID-19. There's mourning in America, and under the leadership of Donald Trump, our country is weaker and sicker and poorer. And now, Americans are asking, if we have another four years like this, will there even be and America. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. question remains what has changed because if there is progress why were blacks being falsely accused harassed insulted then and today we're watching the exact same thing happening in fact even worse Emmett Seal was dragged out of his house and uh, killed, you can say to a large extent, in not publicly,
today white perpetrate crimes against black openly without any fear of repercussion because the system that has been in place guarantee that those people will not will not suffer any consequence for their action the reason we seen police officer time and again we're tired of seeing a video of police officer killing unarmed black men it's because there is no price to pay is a scene of a police officer with a machine gun pointing at protesters protesting police brutality how about that i mean how do you how do you explain that logically You have a group of people on the street protesting police brutality met by police officer pointing a machine gun at them. And you talk to black leaders and they would tell you that oh there is progress that's been made a lot of progress in race relation in america yeah blacks now do not have to be on the back of the bus you know progress blacks do not have to be in the back of the kitchen to eat progress as i mentioned those progress are very relative but things are not any better for blacks. Nineteen sixty, the top picture, one of the individual you might recognize on the picture is John Lewis. Nineteen sixty, the bottom picture see blacks being crushed by police. You cannot see the people uh, that police officers were crushing with their knees with baton. That was during Bloody Sunday. 2020, what do you see? Top picture. Six, seven cops with machine gun pointing at an unarmed black man. Just the same way it was with blacks in the 1960s. What has changed? The bottom, 1960s, blacks being crushed by police officer. 2020, what do you see? What has changed? 
So I cannot tell you how irritated I am usually when I hear, especially from blacks, telling you that progress has been made. Maybe it makes them feel better to say that, especially for black leaders who want to be elevated, they make themselves feel better that, oh yeah, we've been, we've been marching since, you know, since the 1960s. What has changed? Blacks now are being killed by police officers. Which is a substitute for white slave masters. During slavery, the white slave masters could easily de de dispose of the slave lives without having to give any account to anyone. The difference? Yes, there is no slavery. You're absolutely right. Because slavery has been abolished. But what has changed? There is no more slave masters to kill blacks. Now there are white police officers to do so. And the same things apply. White slave masters did not have to provide any account, were not held accountable what happened when a police officer shoot and kill a black person. Breonna Taylor was sleeping in her bedroom. The police officer killed her in her bed and that police officer has still not been arrested and charged. What has changed? For those of you who keep claiming that there has been so much progress, what has changed? The police officers are tools used by a system to accomplish an objective. Just like if you need to write, you will get a pen, which is the tool for you to write. If you go to the store and buy a knife, you can use that knife as a tool in the kitchen to do a number of things. 
But you can also use that knife to kill an individual, stab an individual. The knife is just a tool. Now, I'm not condoning the police action by saying that they're not responsible for their actions. They are. In fact, in my eyes, those individuals are criminals. As bad as those criminals that they supposed to be on the street arresting and condemning and putting in jail. They're not any different. Because they are doing exactly the same thing criminals do. Harm people. And in my view, those individuals, they are criminals. In a system where that war, that is not built exclusively against blacks, those criminals would have gone to jail, would have had to pay a price. But instead, they even have groups that defend their action after they commit a crime. Only in America that you see that when a criminal, a police criminal with badge does something wrong, they have groups of people that defend their action. And the reason is very simple. They do not take black lives to them. It's not worth anything. And I want you to pay close attention because those are not just words. The examples that I just gave you Police behavior has not changed in IOTA. They have been mistreating, beating, killing blacks for a very long time. And if you're not paying attention, and you're only listening to people who are trying to elevate themselves, you would think there is a lot of progress that's been made. Blacks are more in danger today than they were then. Not because of gangs, not because of criminals, but because of police officers. And people in the media, politicians, business leaders are dancing around the issue, pretending things are better. It's not better. Every time, think about that for a moment. Every time 
a black individual set foot on the street, his life is in danger because of police officers. Think about that for just a moment. And how is that better? I'd like someone to explain to me how is that better today than it was then. But as I just mentioned, the police officers are tools for a system. You see, when you hear Republican in general, when you hear Republican in general talking about crimes, talking about law enforcement, if you put your hand, your head in the sand, you may think that they mean well. I publish several articles in which I outline all the detail of why it is undeniably true that the Republican Party is a haven of racists. And what makes it difficult to solve the race problem in America is because everybody that's talking about this, they talk about it as if it's some kind of philosophical discussion about blacks being killed, being harassed, being taunted, being antagonized by police officers. If you go to the hospital because you don't feel well, and all you hear from the doctor is, I think you're sick. Duh! You don't go to find out that you are sick because you already know you are sick. You already know you don't feel well. You want to know exactly what's wrong to fix the problem. Take a pill, some prescription. Get surgery to get rid of the pain. What has been done in terms of race relation in America, especially police officers towards black, is simply saying, there is a problem. There is a race relation uh, problem in America. Duh! Police officers are killing blacks on a regular basis. We know that. So it's not a discussion, a philosophical discussion. The questions, two questions. One, why they continue to do that? And second, what is giving them this green light, this card blush to continue doing that? Because as I showed you, this is not anything new 1960s they were doing it 2020 we're still seeing them doing it 
Why? Police officers are tools. Just like you use a knife to do some stuff in the kitchen or do other th things. Which means you can use the knife for good or you can use it to harm other people. The Republican Party in general, governors, mayors, senators, congressmen, president, they all use that tool to harm blacks. Not in theory. When you hear a candidate for president talking about police officers to go after criminals, read between the lines. They're not really talking about criminal, they're talking about blacks. How can I possibly know that? Donald Trump gave us a hint. They call the black protesters on the street thugs. Not that wrong is being done to them and things need to be changed. Oh no, they are thugs. Every individual who bid for the presidency of the United States has relied from Ronald Reagan to today, has relied on that aspect to tell the white followers, the white supporters, that I will protect you from blacks. You heard Donald Trump saying that you have to re-elect me so that I can protect you from those people that are protesting on the street. If you tune into Fox, you're not hearing that that Jacob Blake was wrongfully shot by police officers, but rather there is riot on the street. And that's not acceptable. They never address the roots of the problem. You see two behavior in the Republican Party, whether it's the people in the media, whether it's politicians, if they cannot if there is no gray area for them to blame the victim, they blame the protest. You never heard a single one of them coming out to condemn the police officers that has committed the crime, to demand justice for the black that is victim, but rather to talk about the protests. The Republican Party 
That's why every time I see a black individual supporting someone or anyone, especially today, talking about a black individual supporting Donald Trump and talking all kind of gibberish, I consider that individual as one of the most ignorant people on the face of this planet. Because there is no one with a shred of logic who can possibly come with a rationale to support someone who is harming the very community that you belong to. You have to be darn stupid in order for you to come up with an excuse for that. Donald Trump will protect you from them. Who are them? Can you guess who them are? The people protesting on the street against police brutality. The people who are tired of being killed. The people who are tired of being taunted by police officers who are criminals with badges. Yes, Donald Trump is going to protect you against those people. And you already heard those supporters in Wisconsin saying, well, well, maybe I should vote for Donald Trump. What do you expect that white racists would do? Because how can they think that the protest is because of something that Donald Trump is doing wrong? How could they think that? Of course not. Donald Trump can, can do no harm. So those people are protesting. They don't have any right to protest. So I might as well vote for Donald Trump, you know, the scent. The Republican Party is the source of problem of racism in the United States of America. Most individuals, whether it's business leaders, religious leaders, or politicians, they all contribute to one, one way or the other to make certain that the system that we have today of those criminals with badges killing, maiming, antagonizing blacks, that system stays. Every so often they become smarter they come up with a way to really destroy blacks. It was war on drugs. Why do you think those individuals were mostly those war on drug people, Republican, why do you think they didn't go after the distributors? Why did they go after the small individuals who were consuming small packets of marijuana? They called them criminals. 
Not because they committed a crime. Oh yeah, they committed a crime. They put drugs. So they rounded a bunch of poor individuals who happened to be blacks, throw them in jail, call them criminals. The era of war on drugs has ended. Now, it's a different era. You may recall during the time that Michael Brown was shot down like a dog by a police officer and left on the street for hours just worse than a dog on hot pavement. People passing by for hours watching a dog on the street of America. Suddenly you have a number of people, some in the media, looking, how bad was Michael Brown? Oh, maybe he deserved to be killed by a police officer. Let me remind you that Michael Brown was unarmed, just like many blacks who are gunned down by those criminals with badges. And that's the state of affair in the country. The police officer who killed Michael Brown never spent a single day in jail because it was just a tool in a system that simply used him to do what the system wants to be done. Warn drugs, laws, catch anyone with a small packet of marijuana or cocaine or whatever that they smoke. Label them criminal and throw them in jail. And you have black leaders say, oh, there is a lot of progress that has been made. A lot of progress. Police officer killing black at unprecedented pace. Progress. Most legislation that have been passed by Republican who don't even give a hoot about protection, protecting the citizen of the country. Most of those legislation are framed in a way to target a very specific group, blacks. And when you hear people in the media, including blacks, people in businesses, including blacks, people in the religious community, including blacks, pretending that those things are done for blacks. I don't know whether they are stupid enough to buy that's the case or because they try to elevate themselves saying that we're making progress.
the same city the same city where Jacob Blake was shot in the back seven times by police officer same city now in the hospital fighting for his life and after they shot him for no reason they handcuff him in the hospital bed as if he's done something wrong my god and you're talking about progress progress for whom the police officer was in the wrong the guy is now fighting for his life but he's handcuffed in a hospital bed because of him being black and that's the state of affair for blacks across the United States of America in the meantime that guy a young white man armed with a machine gun oh I did not have anything really there was nothing suspicious about that guy for my officers to do anything about it That's a chief of police in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The same place where my where Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back and handcuffed to a bed. And if you talk to the black leaders, they call it progress. I'm here to tell you that legislation passed mostly by a Republican laws in the books um actually created and target blacks not made for the protection of blacks and unless and until we get to recognize that's the case there is no hope for this problem to stop Donald Trump tell you elect me I'm a law and order person I will protect you against them Donald Trump is the reason there are so many protests on the street. Donald Trump is the reason that police officers now become more unhinged than they used to. Elect me so that I can protect you against them.
a decade, I was President Trump's right-hand man, fixer, and confidant. I was complicit in helping conceal the real Donald Trump. I was part of creating an illusion. Later this week, he's going to stand up and blatantly lie to you. I'm here to tell you he can't be trusted and you shouldn't believe a word he utters. So when you watch the president this week, remember this. If he says something is huge, it's probably small. If he says something will work, it probably won't. And if he says he cares about you and your family, he certainly does not. He's going to tell you that if you reelect him, the economy will bounce back. That only he can get us out of this economic crisis. I alone can fix it. Maybe for those like him. But if you think he cares about working class Americans, you're dead wrong. The president is going to talk to you about law and order. That's laughable. Virtually everyone who worked for his campaign has been convicted of a crime or is under indictment, myself included. So when the president gets in front of the cameras this week, remember that he thinks we're all gullible, a bunch of fools. I was a part of it and I fell for it. You don't have to like me, but please listen to me. a white individual in America, whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, whether you are racist or not, you already know that you have privilege in the country. Things that you take for granted. A white person that stand up to a police officer and arguing with that officer is considered that is exercising his right. A black person would be brutalized, pushed because he's disrespectful to the police officer. As I showed you, there has not been any change in America in terms of race relation. What happened in the 1960s is now worse today. That is not change. What white racists used to do to blacks, now it has become worse today. In fact, it's way worse because there are more educated people. Then you would think that things would be better. Instead, things have gotten worse. Now, in any society, you expect a lot of bad elements. So, this is no surprise that there are a lot of white supremacists, racist people who just cannot stand other people who don't look like them. That is understood. But what's shocking is the fact that a political party, a whole political party, comprises almost exclusively of those type of people, whether the legislators, congressmen, 
senators, governors, mayors, president, they all are racist. And they don't hide it. If there is one thing good about Donald Trump, he helped expose the Republican Party, the Republican members for whom they really are. You know, there was a time when the Republican Party stood for equality, justice, diversity, and even inclusion. Remember Abraham Lincoln? Well, he was Republican. The Republican Party used to oppose the worst of the worst of, of uh, sentiment in uh, the country, the Ku Klux Klan, and everything it stood for. Today, it's those groups of people who support the Republican Party, and they have embraced it. At every turn, the Republican in Washington have defended Donald Trump for his racist language, for his racist behavior. But why should we be surprised? They pass legislation that clearly say exactly who they really are. Legislation that target blacks in general, minority in particular. They pass laws that are detrimental to a group, blacks. So why should we be surprised that the Republican Party is not a party for blacks? Is a party that actually wants to do everything that's harmful to blacks? And that's not just a statement. Look around. Look what they stand for. Look what they said. Look the kind of uh, legislation that they passed. Look at the kind of judges that they put on the bench. Those are not just statements. Every action that they take, every decision that they made, every law that's passed in the book has one specific objective. To continue to harm blacks. It is not by accident that you see police officers on the street antagonizing, taunting, harassing, killing blacks because they're just tools in a system that want things to be that way. It is almost laughable when you hear that black leader saying, we've been marching for equality. A marching? Aren't we tired of marching? We've been fighting for equality? Aren't we tired of fighting? Why do we have to fight? Why do we have to, to, to march in a country that's ours? Why is that? We've been fighting for the right that's owed to us by the Constitution of the United States. 
The problem is because we've been making excuses for those who keep the th things the way they are. We've been making excuses for them. When we talk, we talk almost as if it's a philosophical discussion. Oh, there is racism in the country. Racism in the country? Racism is not a word that happened to exist on its own. It's a bunch of action taken by a bunch of people that create that environment for racism to exist in the United States of America. The idea that we're talking about, oh, there are racists. They're not just those few people that you see on the street. Racism is widespread in America. Whether you go to a job, you go for an interview, you go to the hospital, it is a system that's put in place. So when you say there is racism in the country, let's take the example of war on drugs, for instance, which is really a war on blacks. What was the law about? They targeted people who were consumers of the product. People who buy small packs for a buck, for two, for five bucks. Those were people that the system targeted, arrested, thrown in jail, and called criminals. Is it because the people that were coming up with the, those laws, those legislations didn't know any better? Of course they know. But they know that the most of the consumers of those small bags of cocaine and marijuana were blacks. So by passing laws that target those individuals, those groups, they know that they're going to have a bunch of blacks that they label criminals and thrown in jail. Why do you think the largest population of people in jails are blacks? Not because they're criminals according to the definition of crime, but because the system was set in such a way to target them. And guess who they use to make that happen? Police officers on the street. They are tools used by a system to target blacks. So when we talk about racism in the United States of America, it's not a word that you just talk about as if it's some sort of philosophical discussion, like something you say in a classroom or you say in a speech. It affects individuals. Put the fingers to where fingers ought to be pointed. It's the Republican legislators that pass laws, that pass legislation that target blacks. Why is it so difficult to say? Why is it so difficult to say Mitch McConnell appointed judges who are racist to be on the bench? Those are the people that create that kind of problem in the country. So why are we talking about a word as if it's just a word? Why not go to the source of the problem? It's a war on blacks.
and the current occupant in the Oval Office is the champion of that war. And you think re-electing them would make things better on the street? Things would get worse and I guarantee you at some point you'll find that it's nothing short of a civil war. Because at this point we are really reach a point where it's tiring. March for our rights, fight for our rights. What the hell is that? Go to the source of the problem. It's the Republican senators, the Republican congressmen that pass legislation that target minority. Not something that happened in the void. It's the law in the book that target minority. And the police officers are the tools to carry out that task set by a system. And today, Donald Trump is the champion of that. If you are a black individual and you cannot get that to your head, it is not just sad. because you do not need a college degree to see that exactly what is going on. People keep dancing around the issue, like racism, well, you're, you know, is those white supremacists. There are not that enough white supremacists walking the street of America to cause the problem that blacks are confronting on a daily basis. At the workplace, at the hospital, at the supermarket, the train station, everywhere you go. It's a system that's put in place. Legislation that put in place, policies that put in place, laws that are in the book that target blacks in particular. And that is where, if we wish to stop the problem that we have been confronting, in this United States of America, this is where to start. Because what I showed you, this problem, 1960, in 2020, it's worse. Now, as you can see in the bottom right-hand corner of the street, that cop, is looking right into the camera while he's killing a black individual on the floor. No qualm. The problem we have criminals with badges on the street who are tasked to carry out the system as they intended it. It's the Republican congressmen, it's the Republican senators, it's the Republican governors, it's the Republican mayors, it's the president of the United States. They all want 
things to be the way things are. This is not a conversation to have as if it's some sort of philosophical discussion. You want this to, to change? You want this to stop? Start getting rid of those people. Those Republicans, because they're not going to change. They're comfortable doing what they have been doing for centuries. The idea that there is progress, there is the slavery has been abolished. Blacks have been killed at a more faster pace today than they were even during slavery time. And cops on the street are doing that. So if you care an iota about the United States of America, I urge you, whether you are black or white, in fact, I urge you both black and white, if you are an American patriot, I urge you to go to the polls this November to change what is currently going on because the protests on the street are because of the individual who sit in the Oval Office. And if we do not get rid of Donald Trump in November, don't expect things to get better. Things will get worse. And if things got worse, we will eventually look at the possibility of another civil war in the United States of America. Because blacks are tired of being killed by police officers. They are tired of being harmed. They are tired of a system that are stuck against them. And I guarantee you, we are coming at a time when dying for freedom would look much better than being subjected to those type of treatment. And if you don't heed my words, you, your children, your children, children will live in an era where the civil war would look like a walk in the park. I hope it doesn't come to that. And there is only one way to guarantee that is to get rid of Donald Trump, who has championed the type of environment that we have today in America. I do hope you have a great weekend. And I hope you can join me on Monday when we continue the conversation about the 2020 presidential election. I hope you continue to listen to health professional so that you can stay safe because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Good day. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Fourth Branch Program, the place for common sense.
Send us comments, criticism, suggestion, or simply let us know how we're doing. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around, and the rump is some rock, it's so comfortable now, been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow, so I got an apartment across from the park, put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great, been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow, here we go, The Fourth Branch Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website, located at peoplebranch.org. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H dot org. That's peoplebranch.org org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That was the fourth branch live from New York. Good day.